What's up, weeps? Welcome back to Anime Lane, the podcast where we take you down the yellow brick road of anime and have a look at everything it has to offer. As always, I'm your host, Rob Notorious, and joining me once again today is Sean. Hi. I'm Lena. Hi. <laughs> if I did not jump in at that point, I don't think we'd ever got out of the preamble, to be honest. No. Nah. Fair, fair. Um, the fuck are we doing? So, yeah. this is just another chat episode of Anime Lane, wow. um, where we're going to talk about anything really i almost said the the fucking napcast description there, where we talk about anything and everything a little bit of everything everything which is hard to say out loud um yeah, yeah i mean i kind of couldn't come up with anything like i remember in our for this in our meetings you were like i'll figure something out yeah, and I was yeah like, oh yeah. no <laughs> um i thought about some ideas and then i kind of thought those are a little bit boring like going through my list and picking like what i've ranked the lowest and kind of talking about that doesn't really make sense if you guys haven't seen any of them mm-hmm. or have, yeah. don't have any context for it so it's kind of just a little pointless to do that um i'm out of game ideas <laughs> um so yeah just uh chatting about random stuff because i've been watching and reading some stuff recently some i talk about that um we'll react yeah uh so i'm not gonna start off what i think you guys are expecting me to start off with okay i'm I'm not expecting you to start off with anything i'm gonna start off with a call to arms uh, we're getting rallied no no oh no. my god who's fighting we've been, who? we've been drafted into the skeleton oh my god. no we, i'm not allowed i'm a woman we have covered mobile suit gundam before in the podcast and it's yes, no uh secret that i am a big mech fan when it comes to anime no so for what? any other mech fans uh in the audience listening to this who aren't aware or haven't played it or whatever armored core go get armored core 6 uh. absolutely <laughs> fantastic game <laughs> Uh, it is on your first playthrough, excruciatingly difficult. Oh, fun! <laughs> um, but when you get through it and then get into your second playthrough, and you can basically power fantasy your way through it, it is so incredibly fun. I mean, the challenge of the initial playthrough is also very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, like finding the build that gets you to overcome the boss or whatever scenario you're in that you can't get past. When you finally find the build and get past it, that's just Oh, I love that sort of thing in video games. I know. Um, <laughs> For context, <laughs> you were messaging me your entire journey throughout this game. He got all three playthroughs. Well, actually, no, you got two playthroughs and then one where I messaged you six hours later and went, oh, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> done. To be fair, at that point, you have, you'd sent so many paragraphs of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just sort of thankful you just went dark for six hours. Yeah. So it was, I think, my initial playthrough took me something like 19 or 20 hours to do um i should state by the way i'm, I'm not annoyed by the fact you no, sent me this stuff i'm annoyed by the fact i have nothing to really yeah, yeah, apply yeah, no, that's fair because i feel because obviously i've never i've not played the game no no so i'm like cool yeah but i don't want to be like cool like i don't care yeah but just sort of nice i think we both <laughs> know that when it comes to like stuff that we are both like particularly passionate about where we just kind of go off on one like yeah. we don't necessarily need to respond just acknowledge just yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um give the thumbs up yeah uh so yeah initial playthrough was like 20 hours and some of that was just me smashing my head against the same thing over and over again until i i won <laughs> with one like what one like health point despair oh that was, that was my second playthrough where i i went and so uh in my first playthrough i done adaptive builds this is where basically where i went through every mission with a kind of stock build that worked and then i'd get to bosses and I just have to mess with it to see what would work, whether, depending on what the boss needed, was it fast? I mean, 
match that pace. Uh, is it slow but has a ton of health? I'm going to need something heavier. Do I need to constantly stagger it? I'm going to need something that's going to stagger it. Recognize the problem, build a solution. Yeah. So kind of working around that. And then the second <laughs> second playthrough for the chapter four boss. So there's five chapters. So the second last boss of the game. Um, I was like recommended this certain build to to beat it because it's that fucking fast that if you don't have like a very particular build you're fucked i love choices when yeah you can pick any build but all of them are shit except one yeah it's like the stealth archer build <laughs> so i kind of used that as a basis for what i was doing in the second run through uh i changed the shotguns that were recommended to something a bit more usable because they recommended one that was like a 16 shot and it was like both hands, but you had to be like this, like fucking a centimeter away from mm-hmm. your target to actually hit. Get all up in their business. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is so the I, scientific yeah. term. Yeah. yeah. So I picked one with like a little bit more range and a little bit more hitting power um, and also less of a reload time and basically used that build for the entirety of the second playthrough. And that just meant I was fucking stomping on everything. <laughs> um power fantasy it was very much power fantasy any boss would come up and it would just i had these uh shoulder mounted stun needle uh launchers which basically would max out anybody's stagger gauge nice so the <laughs> boss would start and it'd be like dead stag- staggered assault bush straight up <laughs> fucking shotguns efficient execution yeah, yeah. <laughs> boost around the back so that when they recovered they didn't hit you <laughs> oh my well, <laughs> by the time they'd recovered the stun needles had reloaded so you just <laughs> shot them again Nani. more shotguns and basically just keep circling them <laughs> oh so the dark souls sort of strategy a little bit <laughs> so you just keep circling them and every time something reload just keep hitting them because the shotguns were that like up close powerful they would also come close to maxing the stagger gauge with like one hand. Mm. So you could two hand it and their stagger gauge was also done, which meant you were getting bonus damage from the stun needles by the time those reloaded and they were staggered. So yeah, I just done that for the whole playthrough. Nice. <laughs> and then I got to uh, my loved and hated sea spider, which gave me so much grief in the initial playthrough. Uh, and basically was just like, I ain't giving him room to breathe. Mm. And was all up in his shit firing everything off like i wasn't even i had no tactic i wasn't running with stun needles shotguns wait for reload blah blah, blah. it was fire fire watch reloaded fire watch reloaded fire pk fire pk fire <laughs> because uh his stagger gauge was really hard to fill mm. with the stun needles so i was like just fuck it whatever's doing something i'm doing it um and uh, eventually Hit the enemy weak point for massive damage. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just doing that and I'm trying to kind of like keep close to him. And that was also kind of sometimes playing to my detriment where I would get stomped on. And so I was taking like health hits a lot. Um, And during his, the last third of the sea spider's health, it takes off into the air and becomes like a, a, a cannon type thing. And if you touch the ground, you're really highly likely to like get shot. Mm-hmm. I had no health uh, packs left. I had like a quarter health. I took a hit when I landed on the ground to recharge my energy uh, and 
I had one health point left <laughs> because I had like a shield thing that would activate during near death. So that saved me. I This guy had a quarter of his health left. He has like a ton of health. So I had to just boost up to him real close, <laughs> and I somehow managed to take him down. Yeah, you gave you sp- you sent like a clip to me. Yeah, as well. yeah, I have a clip of it. I'll maybe put it in the video and I'll show you during mm. the break. But it was like the fight was over in ninety seconds, <laughs> and it took me eight hours the yeah. first time round. I think collectively trying Sounds to about beat right. it. Um, but yeah, game's really fun if you play it through like the first two times um to get both like the bad ending and the good ending you then unlock a third route that you can play um which <coughs> really massively changes the story mm. um you did say like the the true ending is it the true end yeah it's very um felt more fleshed out than yeah. the other two so i think like in the way the game portrays things and just sort of like the vibe of mech stuff in general and the way that it has certain elements of certain mechs other mech series in japan um the the true ending feels like how i sort of expected it to go okay um i don't want to give any spoilers because i know the game's like fresh yeah yeah (laughs) it's pretty new yeah even when this comes out it'll only have been like a month or so so Mm. i don't want to i don't want to give anyone because we're not recording (laughs) this months in advance no 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 (laughs) I don't want to give anyone like a massive spoiler for it because I know that even though I had a build that would steamroll like everything on both playthroughs during my new game plus runs, other people probably maybe aren't going to do that. Maybe they're yeah, looking yeah. for something a little bit more challenging. Whereas I, I, I had done the challenge and I just wanted a power fantasy. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> um, earned it. I earned it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, if you if you like mech stuff and you want like a really like fleshed out and very smooth. Um, and satisfying mech game experience, I highly recommend Armored Core 6. I really want to go back and try some of the other Armored Cores because I've now finished 6. And there's part of me wanting to get the Platinum Trophy, but that requires S-ranking every mission in the game, and that would be very time-consuming. Fuck that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm debating whether to do that <laughs> <laughs> or maybe look at getting, like, five for the ps3 or something like that and and checking that out but yeah i really love the game and it's uh so far i think for the year a a contender wow it's up there it is i've played a lot of video games this year um and that is up there Mm. definitely it sucks that i had to play it during a heat wave because I'm pretty sure some of my mental states were directly affected by that game and the heat wave, which was <laughs> not fun. No, I can imagine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I only found it as frustrating because of how hot it was. That makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's that's my first part. Uh, yeah, I played Armored Core 6, great game. Highly recommend it to anyone that's into that sort of thing. If you're into FromSoft games, I think there's enough DNA in there as well. Mm. Just don't go looking for a direct comparison between... That a lot of people are doing. Yeah. You know, it's it's similar, but vastly different. You know, mm. uh, Dark Souls are usually big fantasy worlds with connected spaces, whereas yeah. Armored Core 6 is a true sci-fi dystopia thing with mechs mechs and mission based gameplay so yeah yeah. you know don't go expecting elden ring (laughs) (laughs) um and then the other thing i've done recently is i watched the one piece Ah. live action 
Um, I almost completely forgot. <laughs> it came mm-hmm. out August 31st, I think. Round about, yeah. Round about. Mm-hmm. So we're recording it like a couple weeks after it came out. It'll be coming out about a month or two. No, a month and a half after it comes out. Mm. Um, I had a lot of mixed feelings in the run up to it coming out. I think as I made aware of you, and I kind yeah. of mentioned to you as well, Melina. I think it, the the nice way to say is you very much expected it to suck. I expected it to suck. All the pre-release stuff gave, didn't give a lot of hope. Mm. It felt um, like a big reminder of the Cowboy Bebop live action. Very much thing. so. I think a lot of the trailers, they showed certain things that didn't necessarily reflect the show in its best light. Okay. I think they wanted to low expectations they're like let's just show I, I, the worst stuff don't yeah, think yeah. they wanted to lower expectations but rather what they were showing was to try and set expectations that they were trying to be faithful ah oh, um, i mean that's um which kind of worked as a counter thing on them mm-hmm. because they were being faithful but at the same time out of context arlong the character looks goofy as fuck so let me look up a quick I'm sure I've seen him, him before, or like already, but I gotta, I gotta watch, see him again. There he is. So the close-up's fine because it's all like practical makeup and stuff. Yeah, but you good. see him in like a wide shot in the trailer, holding a big sword, and I don't think I can find it here. It's in my phone somewhere, so maybe uh, because yeah, I think you send it to me. Yeah. Oh wait, there it is. There it is. There it is. It's very dark because we have the sun shining on the screen right yeah. now. Look at oh. that. Uh, his proportions look goofy as shit. The sword does not help. Mum says it's my turn on the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> and the cargo shorts don't help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the cargo shorts. So, you know, stuff like that didn't set, you know... He looks like a mutated Dipper Pines. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't set, like, high expectations. Then we had the episode list, which kind of showed that they were adapting a lot for an eight episode series it was like condensing what 40 odd episodes i think in the end it was around 40 45 yeah um initial kind of off the episode list and off of like what we were being told that there was a concern that they were actually going to do something close to 60 episodes they Mm. were going to adapt like the whole east blue saga in its entirety before they headed into the grand line um but no, they, they only done up to the end of Orange Town, which is when Nami joined, officially joins the crew, so to speak. And I was surprised when watching it that it's it's good. It's, it's good. actually a very enjoyable adaption. It's not perfect. I understand a lot of the changes they've made. Mm-hmm. East Blue is a bit of a bloated mess in terms of storytelling. It's also really heavy-handed and it's exposition and setup. Uh, you have a lot of people talking about stuff and then people repeating uh, in a just question, make sure you know. and then someone else, and then someone saying basically the same thing again. And it's all very clunky. It's all very early. You know, I'm not really sure what I'm doing yet. Type yeah. thing. Um, but no, the the adaptation was good. It sort of got off to a weird start. Uh, opening with like a really extended sequence of like. The if anyone and listening to this has seen the anime, you know that the opening of the show We Are opens with like a narration of wealth, fame, power, gold, Rogers, King, the pirates had attained this, and everything else the world had to offer. Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna do the whole thing. Um, but essentially, it builds up with like Roger saying, you know, 
if you want my treasure you can have it, I left it all together in one place and then, you know, cue the whole thing about the Great Pirate Era. That's turned into like a two or three minute scene, it's a whole thing. And the Roger <laughs> part is really cool, I think they nailed Roger's portrayal pretty well, except the fact that the wealth, fame, power part of the narration was given to him as dialogue and it it doesn't mm. sit with his character for mm. me and it sounds really weird. Very boastful. Yeah, it's like, you know, in the opening narration, it's almost like he was being put to the death and rather than being asked for his last words, he just starts shouting, you want my treasure? You can have it. I yeah. left it all in one place. And then in the <laughs> show, it's like, do you have any last words? And he's just like, wealth, fame, power. I've attained all of this. <laughs> you make it sound <laughs> like it's like his villain monologue. This world is imperfect. It kind of almost is because he's just like, wealth, fame, power. I've attained this and all the and everything else that the world can imagine. And I'm like, what? Some Bruh, shit last words, my dude. <laughs> Bruh, the sword's coming down. Can you, pat, can you hurry up a little? <laughs> they just let him say the whole thing, like, you know, from wealth, fame, power up to all you need to do is find it mm. and when you give him that extra bit of dialogue it's such a long <laughs> string of yeah. words that i'm like halfway through he just gets yeah. like executed. like the girl just like well he's talking on and on and with yeah. all the places to be so, someone in the far right get it fucking going <laughs> i've got work in five minutes i think they basically extended it just so that they could do crowd shots to show like mm a bunch of the characters before we Could meet be. them. I mean, it's good to introduce your characters before you, you know, yeah, fully introduce Yeah, the younger versions yeah, are like, so, like, look so, like goofy-ass cosplayers. So yeah. that when you fully introduce them, you can go, oh, hey, it's that guy. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> I think, is for, like, first-time viewers to kind of go, look, some of these guys are going to look fucking goofy. Yeah, we're like, not going to acknowledge that they look goofy, so here they are. Yeah. Get used to it, you okay? You know what you're getting into? <laughs> you see a young Dracula Mihawk who... Let me quickly pull him up. Mm. Uh, not Mihawk, Mihawk live action. Mohawk. As uh, this motherfucker, you can't see it, but he has like very that- yellow contact. Ah, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest, my first reaction to seeing this is that's a very Spanish man. Oh, he is very <laughs> Spanish looking, yeah. Yeah. His sword that's is a flamenco. cross. Of His sword is a giant Fuck cross. <laughs> Fucking look at look at like this is a weird fan art, but that's the set. That's actually the proportions. Huh? You know, he honestly, reminds me of the, pulls it off. Oh god, what's the name of the guy in the Hunger Games? The first Hunger Games with the weird I don't beard. Know. Uh, so there's a guy who runs the games. He's like, let's say manager. Oh, presidents. No, oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, if I remembered his name, we could find. <laughs> I, I want to say no something great, something crane, I think. Oh, shit. Um, Funky beard guy. That's the only way I can describe him, but... Shit. Now we have to fucking find him. <laughs> that guy games. didn't have much of a funky beard. Crane. I think it's crane. Yeah. Say, um, I don't know how to pronounce that. Sen- Sen- Seneca. I Seneca think. crane, yeah. Fucking yeah. Lucifer. He <laughs> does have a, like a similar vibe, yeah. I also think he his his whole spray on beard looks as goofy in that film. Yeah. Um But it's very similar. Yeah. It's very it's similar. Yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah, you see him slightly younger, so I don't think he has the <laughs> same He's clean shaven. It's like a ten year old with the same it's, beard. <laughs> it's a little kind of like he has the sideburns, uh-huh. I think. Um 
but yeah, you see close up, you see the contacts. Weirdly, just imagining him with just the sideburns does look very animated. Yeah. Me. Um, you also see, I think, Buggy. That's a fucking who's clown. Right, right there. there. Yeah, Buggy. <laughs> Who a lot of people are simping over. I think that's a what? Jo- <laughs> yeah, I think that's a Joker variant. Like I, un- they kind of play him a little bit more Joker esque in okay. this series. I can understand Beard Guy, but I have oh. seen like very few people simping over really? Dracula. But he's, I've seen a he's lot very of Spanish. Come on, he's, uh, he's made for it. Simping over Zorro, who I sent a meme about. Oh for fuck's sake, that's no. I sent the video. Okay, maybe it's because he's younger. And the, I don't know if the general audience for One Piece is younger, but maybe that's why. Maybe. I mean, you... But then again, it hasn't stopped 14-year-olds from obsessing over, like, Cumberbatch. Yeah, him, I so. think you maybe need to see him, like, actually playing the character. Because he's the sort of, like, quiet, cool, uh, man of few words. Edgelord. Edgelord. <laughs> Wait till he gets the eye scar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's... Probably never gonna happen in live action. Damn it! <laughs> oh, come but it on. looks so cool in that but one it, picture it, it, it there. So mysterious yeah, this and is uh, this is post time skip, so ah. that's like five hundred odd episodes. Again, away. I was gonna say like, five hundred years. No, I was like, no. damn, looking good for his age. So the original character has like almost neon green hair, and they're like, ah, oh, no, we're just gonna give it like a green. A you. lot of these images are like uh, they for some reason have the contrast like highly boosted, so it's green, but it's not like. Jared Little Joker. Yeah, yeah, but I would also say this is one issue I ran across with the show is that I'm not a huge fan of the color grading. You did say it, actually, yeah. Because, I mean, mm. even look at Nami here. Like, you can kind of see it on the shirt is that this isn't a perfect... They've gone for a warmer grade. Yeah. And I I think it's a bit much sometimes. Yeah, but in general, I think, like, color grading is such a useful tool, but it's, I don't want to say overused at this point but it's overly saturated mm. yeah like i think they can be a bit more subtle with it you know this no, is, where this is think... mexico it's yellow <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing where i've become confused with the show is that they've been so faithful yet they've shied away from the like really poppy mm-hmm. color of the show like yeah these are like that's highly a little bit oversaturated yeah mm-hmm. but this is kind of close i'd say in wano it's it's kind of green. You can kind of see that his skin's a little bright, but like yeah, 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 it's it's poppy color, you know. Um, and they've really shied away from that for some reason. I mean, look at that picture of him being fucking strapped up. There's like barely any color going on in this. Yeah, it's very sort of beige. I, yeah, I think it'll just maybe it would be too too cartoony looking. Like it's hard to take it seriously. It's already maybe. fucking cartoony. Looking. I mean, fair, but I mean, you Luf- know, Luffy's entire stretching oh, thing. I feel that looks so weird. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. In almost every sort of live action sense, the sort of stretch power mm-hmm. sort of thing, like you can I usually think of Fantastic right. Four, yeah, obviously, exactly. But like that always looks all, at least a little goofy, no matter what. Yeah. yeah, it's impossible to make stretching a human stretching look normal. Yeah, like. I mean, look at him when he fucking blows himself up. Oh my god. Like, even, like, Miss Marvel, like, they had to, like, change her power look completely. Mm. Just to make it look not super... Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> He's a gumball, man. That's that's Gum Gum Balloon. Uh, he uses that to repel a cannon shot that comes in. That's, fuck, that's a Willy Wonka scene. Yeah. yeah. Just without the blue. I think what they've sort of done with, like, some of the rewrite stuff they've done is tried to kind of take out the the heavy usage of some of the weirder looking abilities that Luffy mm. does, like the balloon, because he uses that a couple of times in, yeah. in East Blue, and obviously more and more as the show goes on. Um, but 
there's only one usage of it in the live action, Which, and I can get. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't need to see it more than once. Because I think it's a troubling thing. I don't know much about you know adaptation and its rules and everything, mm-hmm. but you know certain things like oh he can balloon up. You might see that in over forty episodes four times. Yeah, but in an eight episode thing to yeah, do it yeah. four times it would be ridiculous oh, yeah yeah you'd feel like off of uh, again yeah <laughs> like that's every other episode almost pretty yeah. much you'd be done with it so i understand that they're like let's you know the weird things we're really gonna do once yeah <laughs> like, otherwise it's all people will talk about they they've kind of truncated a lot of the fights and like that makes sense because some of them in the manga go on far too fucking long what's <laughs> anime they cut some of them out completely entirely like um when mihawk shows up uh, he's part of the story arc where Sanji comes into the crew and basically what happens is they go to a sea restaurant, like a boat restaurant type mm-hmm. thing, and he's there. Um, and this pirate shows up and he's like on his, like, he's almost dead and he's like wanting food, but because he can't pay the restaurant, turns away. Sanji feeds him. He turns out to be part of a crew of like one of the, the meanest pirates mm-hmm. in this area. Uh, he brings his, his captain back called Don Krieg and they start attacking the restaurant type thing. Yeah. Uh, and Luffy gets in like a really extended fight with Don Krieg. Mihawk mm-hmm. shows up, Zoro fights him, Zoro gets cut down and basically swears I'm never gonna lose another fight again, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. meet again. Uh, yeah. well, Whatever. The, I like the way they play the Mihawk Zoro relationship because Mihawk and Zoro don't necessarily have like a a better rivalry where but me instead Mihawk sees a potential in him okay and he's like oh come back to me when you're stronger then we'll yeah, have yeah. a fair fight because he sees Aww. that other type of pokemon yeah rival. he he later goes on to train him as well and in, in the later part of the series um like during the time skip and he gets like the scar in his eye and stuff Mihawk's training him mm. um that's nice yeah it's, i like what i like the the kind of how they play on some of those expectations a little bit rival dynamic that doesn't get explored as much as it should Mm -hmm. in media just Mm -hmm. overall yeah uh so all of that's going on at the same time well kind of the zoro the the mihawk thing comes in and and disrupts it a little bit and he just kind of pisses off once he's cut zoro yeah (laughs) uh and so then it becomes Luffy versus Krieg and uh, and kind of Sanji as well. And it goes on for something like two volumes in the manga. So like f- maybe five, six, seven episodes or something at 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> and instead what happens is when, <laughs> when Mihawk shows up, is introduced, Garp, Luffy's granddad, who's a Navy admiral, calls him up because he's one of the pirates that helps the Navy. Mm. Uh, and he's like, look, I need you to go find this pirate. He's meant to be at this restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hold on, I'm busy. And he just fucking kills Don Krieg. <laughs> One moment. <laughs> you were saying? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hold on. <laughs> I- <laughs> what was it you were saying? <laughs> and it's like, oh, a nice little acknowledgement of the character, but also he serves no fucking functions. <laughs> so, yeah, kill him off. I'm happy with that. Um... So yeah, like a lot of the changes I can get, I can get behind them because they're basically streamlining a a, a set of story arcs that I think if you're new coming into One Piece, don't necessarily set the best impression okay. of what the series becomes later. Because it's not until they get into the Grand Line and you get into some of the longer storylines and a lot of the characters kind of start being set up as more robust. <laughs> you know, not just one-dimensional beings 
on mm-hmm. a pirate crew. Yeah. Because when they're all introduced, uh, it's, you know, Luffy's the captain. Zoro's the first mate slash swordsman. They fulfill Nami's a role. the navigator. Yep, Sanji's the cook. Usopp's the, the marksman. And that's kind of... Their character. Yeah, that's okay. it until you hit sort of near the end of season one where they dig into Nami's backstory properly. And you kind of start to see, oh, okay, this is going for something a little bit more. Are we developing the characters right now? Well, they do <laughs> massively develop Nami in that moment. And that Sorori arc, I should say, where they show, you know, why she is the way she is and all this sort yeah, of yeah. stuff and how she has, you know, reservations about joining the crew and stuff. And so, like, that's, you know, interesting. But like I say, it's not until, like, much later that things really are kind of i think that's the gripping point for most people is nami's backstory and then it's everything else that keeps you sticking around (laughs) all thousand plus chapters yeah because it's like not long after when they get into the grand line you meet this giant fucking whale (laughs) and he turns out to be like an important character <laughs> with like a really important backstory and it's like captain there be okay <laughs> like luffy starts a rivalry with them over the fact that like he was left at the entrance of the grand line by the pirate crew that brought him in um to be like picked up when they came back but it's like been 50 years and he's so upset that he just keeps ramming his head against the mountains that at the start of the grand line i'm so angry and so this doctor's been like trying to like sedate him to keep him from doing that calm down man (laughs) so luffy just fucking rocks up and punches him (laughs) and is like i'm pretty strong ain't i just wait for me to come back and it's like Oh, okay. Like, he doesn't care about the ba- the whale's backstory. He doesn't care what happened to the whale. He just, like, sees that it's upset and just immediately was like, fuck you, pay attention to me. Keep your hope here. <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. Because that's something I like in the, the live action that they kept is that Luffy doesn't care and Luffy doesn't listen to anything. Oh, nice. Because as soon as, like... One brain cell. Yeah. Because as like, soon as Nojiko, Nami's sister in the, li- in, in the series, starts, like, like oh, i'll tell you guys about what happened here and why nami is how she is luffy just walks away he's like i don't care i ain't listening ah. and it's, it's not until like ugh. yeah and it's <laughs> like later problem, like, fucking <laughs> later he just comes across nami like crying on the road and he's like and she nope. just kind of turns to him and like asks for help and he's like okay hi this <laughs> is and it's a, it's a, it's a such a nice moment because like they set up the fact that his straw hat, like the iconic thing mm-hmm. about him, is like very special to him, and he doesn't like anyone oh. touching it. Mm. And so he like puts the hat on Nami, oh. and she just has the flashback to that moment, and she's like, "Oh shit!" And yeah, you know that's why it's like I think a hook moment for a lot of people. Yeah. My God, we're friends. You can kind of start to see the moments where Oda's trying mm-hmm. to link up loads of different things. Um... So yeah, live action adaption did it well. I don't think it's like perfect. Mm. I think it's maybe a good introduction, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff missing. So if you went directly into the manga, you might be stuck. Yeah. (laughs) Like if you just went straight into Logetown, the arc after the series ends, one Garp has not been introduced at that point. Um, Kobe's story has not really been going on. Hmm. Uh, and there's loads of other little changes that, like, if you just dumped straight into that, you'd mm-hmm. be like, whoa, what the fuck is happening? 
Um, so yeah. It's difficult though, especially just adaptation, and I think especially for anime. Oh yeah, it's basically you never worked never before. You can never have 100%. Like, no, no, we got through everything not. we wanted, we did it well, mm -hmm. it's impossible. Like, if I think of adaptations I think are very well done, it's like Lord of the Rings, yeah. shit like that. But you know, that's three books. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't do everything in those three books. No, no. and it doesn't Bomb even do anything. Bombadil. Well, this is the funny thing. I was reading the manga again recently. Oh yeah, you told me about And I sent that. you like a couple of screenshots where I was like, ah, the Tom Bombadil of the manga. Because <laughs> he shows up for like one chapter, this character who's a guy in a box... And just never again. <laughs> can we pull up that conversation oh, if we can find it? Because I feel like my reaction to that was pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Discord last we all log in the PC on the laptop, so I'll just quickly pull it up on my phone. Uh, please bear with us. Do, 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 do. How do you spell bombadil? Bomb bombadil. A <laughs> uh, oh, bomb. Yep, that's that's <laughs> So that's what he looks like. Oh, and me, I just yep. sent that to Sean as. The Tom Bombadil of One Piece. How I wish you remained to locked in the recesses <laughs> of my memory. I'll never reply to that again. What the actual <laughs> fuck am I looking at? Fair enough. And yeah. I just was like, that's Gaimon. He's a boxer. Uh, <laughs> Which is a joke they make in the manga, okay, by the way. So okay. that's why. <laughs> I remember being so disgusted, but so proud as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to leave bring up a stupid inside joke I have with Manuel because we um, exposed <laughs> we had to have an inside joke about being in a box because <laughs> we watched um, someone whose English was not their first language and they uh -huh. had to present on a topic of choice okay and it was like a 10 minute presentation about her being in a box but what? we didn't get it and it just she started I was born in, in a box, box. Today, I wanted a box. <laughs> and <laughs> it took us until the end of the presentation for us to figure out, like, oh, you mean, like, you were put in a box, like, expectations of you. Oh. But she never mentioned oh, that. Oh, that's what she means? <laughs> yes! This was a metaphor box. <laughs> and so she kept going on and on. I was like, I tried to get out of the box. <laughs> like... We were just talking, it's in an actual box. That sounds like yeah. a horror film. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Are you talking about actual box? It took us so like long to be, oh my God, you mean like thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like a like an ice box? <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, sometimes we we would just say like, I was born in a box. <laughs> I was born in a box. I was box. born in a box. Yes. I had to find myself. Out of the box. You nearly adopted the box. <laughs> I was born in the box. <laughs> but yeah, imagine sitting in a big auditorium watching someone. Pick that full up, confidence, by the way. Full confidence. She went in and was like, I was born in a box. <laughs> what? Just a full auditorium of people going, huh? Yeah, but you know, because it was the the entire like auditorium was full of people who's English is their second language. So, you know, mm. we're all understanding. It's like, you're trying. So you're all like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Box. You were born in a box. You tried to get out of the box. And then at some point she went on a whole tangent about the workplace and being in a box in a workplace. 
What? Washed away in a certain part of the world. There's a box. People fall into. There were just so many squares. Very this presentation. A man rises from that box. All I can think is like her walking on stage and saying this, and just the full room. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about that clap. That's a good clap. Sorry for the tension. I just thought it was fun. No, that's a good tangent. I like that tangent. I don't know how to go back. This isn't that. This is anime lane, by the way. Yeah, I forgot for a second. So yeah, One Piece live action is good. I I recommend watching it. I'm I'm curious how it is for like new viewers people who mm. have no experience with one piece whatsoever it's like eight episodes isn't it yeah eight episodes the longest is like 60 minutes and the shortest is like 40 so it's like standard netflix drama yeah yeah i i've, I've told you already i might end up yeah. watching it at some point soonish um i think it'd be interesting because like as a good starting point especially for the east blue like i said it's a bit bloated as like a starting point the exposition's a bit clunky and you know mm. if you're watching it in the anime the pacing is fucking painful mm. um i don't know how great it is if like for a transitional point as well mm. um because they said that the scripts for season two are ready we've had no confirmation of a renewal yet but i think considering it was it would be great if that renewal news came out when this episode comes out. Uh, that, that, that would be, be cool. very timely. Um, I also can't wait for Jamie Lee Curtis to show up. <laughs> um, what? Netflix did show that it got viewed 19 million times in the first week or two. Yeah, I think. that's pretty sense. good. But yeah. you know, it's also Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Also, we got to give context for the Jamie yeah, Lee yeah. Curtis I stuff. will, don't worry. Um, <laughs> it was in the top 10 for two weeks in a row, so I think, like... I did so see far, it. It's saying yeah. performance-wise, you know, I'd say it's it's strongly likely for the renewal. It's probably the strikes that are holding up. Yeah, yeah. I'm still he- getting it heavily recommended to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and so they've said, you know, scripts are ready, and episodes could be out in twelve to eighteen months as soon as the strike ends. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really solid. Mm-hmm. Like we could get a season two. Um, also, the Jamie Lee Curtis thing. Uh, apparently, she's really into One Piece. Oh. Um, and a lot of people, and I did not know that this was a thing I needed until I saw the clip, uh, want her to play a character in season two. Uh, I'll show you, actually. Yeah, her. yeah, because you, sh- you showed me, like, the character, at least design-wise, and I'd say it fits. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And she's got that sort of, like, cranky old woman, but, like... Yeah, funny. Funny <laughs> and, like, cool. nice at heart type thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're already. I just googled Doctor Kuraha, and already I'm getting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, when when someone expresses enough, yeah. like I want to fucking do this, you better mm-hmm. get me in on this. It's it like everyone happen. wanting Adam Sandler to play fucking. Oh god. Um. Oh shit. What's the name of the character again? Aokiji. No. I look. Adam again. Sandler's a different story. He does what he wants. <laughs> if he doesn't oh. want it, it's not gonna happen. Hold on. Let hold Lord on. Sadler do what he wants. Let me check. Which that's is Lee, that's a Resident Evil Lee joke. Sent me <laughs> earlier. Let me find it because we were talking about it at some point, so I should oh. be able to find the character's name. Your Dreamcasts, yeah. Minecraft screenshots. Hey, that that's my favorite Sega console. <laughs> oh, Kizaru, that's oh. it. The so, Dreamcast. <laughs> so people want Adam Sandler to play oh. this guy. I can see it. Borsellino. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, uh, the Admirals are weird. Some of them have, like, two different names. So his name's Borsalino, but most people call him Kizaru. Are you sure we can't just... He looks, just... like, aggressively Italian. <laughs> are, you sure, are you sure we can't just get Batista in, like, a wig? Yeah, I feel like Batista could do that. <laughs> yeah. I, Batista can do anything. <laughs> Batista is much shorter than Kizaru is. This man is fucking tall. Wouldn't Look at those funny, damn though? legs. Like, wouldn't it be funny if he was just On Dave Batista? No, short. <laughs> but they just don't mention it. No, no, no. They they constantly <laughs> shoot at Luang. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is the image that's been going uh, around. I fucking hate it. Yeah, no. I don't know oh. if I want to. That is hitting me with like two thousands internet like yeah. editing energy. Yeah. I think it's all to do with fucking un- uncut gems. Yeah, no, I I don't think Sandler would be good. I see fucking John Carlos. <laughs> you know, actually, you know yeah. what? I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. See that would work. Get him to grow those sideburns out yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah. He was acting, or was he? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's maybe other characters that like he would be more suited to play though, because mm. like I think Kizer is a bit more of a light-hearted whimsical character at times you want him to be evil you want you Giancarlo want him, yeah you <laughs> want he him to be playing well. he's perfect for evil yeah look at he... him look at him <laughs> what an evil little man yeah <laughs> I, I think he might be a good cast for Blackbeard well why <laughs> no, no I, don't, I, I wasn't I wasn't going to put any implications don't, there don't but bring I s- that into that for the love Melina of God Melina let the intrusive thought win Oh, Blackbeard's a big boy. He's kind boy. of the main antagonist the uh, in the later half. And he's like proper. The rock. Mm, I feel like you want... Jack Black. A nobody. You know what? Jack Black might also be a good way. Yeah, yeah. Jack, Jack Blackbeard. Mm, Jack Blackbeard. He would love it. He would love it. And I think he, like Blackbeard's got enough of the craziness that Jack Black could pull it off. Yeah. This is all like casting for stuff that's probably never, never gonna happen. No. I do not see it getting as far as Marineford where mm, Blackbeard yeah, gets yeah. introduced. But guys, 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 Danny DeVito. Ooh. <laughs> Who would Danny Danny DeVito play, would play Gaimon? No, da- Danny oh, DeVito's yeah. everyone. Just everyone. Just I, everyone. everyone. Yeah. What I like though, I think for adaptations, it's usually better get unknown people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, get well, people that's no one start careers. The... Yeah. Most, I'd say most of the main crew have been nobody so far. Yeah. Like yeah. Inaki, it's good. Godoy, who plays Luffy. I think Mac and you, who plays Zoro, is probably like the most famous, but like mm-hmm. I'd say he's relegated to yeah, like Asia it- type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, like I'd never heard of Emily Rudd before. Taz Skyler, who plays Sanji. Uh, and I can't remember the guy, name of the guy who plays Usopp. I'd never heard of anyone in the crew mm. uh, who plays the crew but before. That, I think it's so it's such a nice thing to do because mm-hmm. it's easy to just you know throw the big bucks, get some big names on there. But because it's a you know an adaptation, you already have an audience. Yeah. Set in, give that spotlight to mm-hmm. new people. Yeah. And like you know instead of the same twenty people that just get recycled over yeah. and over and over. But I think once people. you reach the sort of point of the series that it would be at mm-hmm. uh where the characters we've been talking about would be introduced which is in the anime episode like 400 500 oh yeah it would be a while i think you could do celebrity cameo celebrity yeah. Yeah, at yeah. that point you know um you're gonna have all the kind of unknowns solidified into the cast by mm-hmm. that point that exactly. i think you could start bringing in some yeah, heavy hitters yeah, yeah. especially as the sort of like weight of the story picked up at that point mm-hmm 
Um, if they get that far, then it's... Which I don't think they will, <laughs> sadly. Oh. We're going to have to have realistic ex- expectations on that front. Yeah. Um, because realistically, at any point, this adaption can shit the bed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's the risk. Uh, you yeah, run. yeah. It can easily do it in season two. If it adapts all of the Alabasta stuff, it could even more so do it in Skypea in season three. Because arguably that's going to be one of the hardest story arcs to adapt because uh, it's all set on a bunch of islands in the sky. Ah, cool. So, yeah. And already it's not, like, the strongest story yeah, arc. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but who's Willem Dafoe going to play? <laughs> Bunkadunk. Oh, Post. Yeah, Post. Um, <laughs> who would Willem Dafoe play? God. Well, the funny thing about oh. the story arc of season three Fuck. is there's a guy who actually claims to be god oh, he's Defoe. not Bam. claims yeah yeah, yeah. perfectly uh, i mean i can do that too but i'm not <laughs> this is this is nl or eniru uh he's he's the main antagonist of it's william defoe if i've ever seen him look at that look at that fucking face oh yeah 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 that's william defoe right there absolutely <laughs> Can't even he's seen the face of he's... god oh yeah <laughs> can't even remember the context for that clip no idea. It's a remake. No <laughs> yeah, that one's from the uh, episode of Skypea TV special. Okay. Where they recapped. <laughs> okay. Um, Default. <laughs> how, much have we, how long have we been talking about I actually about have it? no idea. 47 uh, minutes. About geez. one piece in armored core. <laughs> yeah. Christ. Um, happy spooky man <laughs> happy spooky man we, we said we're gonna have a halloween special and that's gonna be it so you know yeah, yeah okay. um you just you just couldn't think of an idea <laughs> no i couldn't and did you really want to watch another two movies no, no. <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> um i don't i don't really think i've got anything else that i've been up to recently anime and manga wise same yes yeah, i mean <laughs> fucking <laughs> Nobody <laughs> listening to this has the expectations that either of you. Hey, I, I might. I might. I don't know. But you haven't yet. You keep no. saying you might. I'm, I'm on have. the cusp. I'm not quite there. I've not taken the You're plunge. You're on the edge. <laughs> I haven't taken the plunge yet. You're on the diving board, just staring down into the abyss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still in. I'm still in my like entry sort of VTuber obsession stage. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm on the diving board now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the unstoppable force and Melina's the immovable object, apparently. Correct. I, You're at the start of the diving board and I'm just... I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just caught in between nah, you two. Nah, <laughs> I, nah. I'm not climbing up there. Nah, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Just no. Just no. <laughs> Look, I've read my little perfect blue book. I haven't finished it oh, yet. Oh, nice. Yeah. Over halfway done. Nice. The yeah. other copy actually arrived. Hey. It came in on the last day before I could claim a refund. Oh. Oof. Well. <laughs> Which, you know, Thanks. fuck them, honestly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I need to get around to reading that, actually. I did read uh, I did read Ring, the, the book that The Ring mm-hmm. was based on. That was really good. Though it's not really a horror movie, in the, uh, a horror novel. It's more of like a mystery novel. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I remember um, you saying that. Yeah, because I basically talk to you like throughout my entire reading of it yeah yeah um, it was interesting yeah because like in in the uh it was like the perfect way to experience horror for me which is like you know a one one sort of like wall <laughs> this happens in between that's good 
Because in the book, it's like there's less presence from. Is it some uh, Samara in the American version? Mm-hmm. Sadako in the ghost Japanese girl. Version? The ghost girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's less presence from her. They don't mm. find out about her until the last third of the book. I mean, it makes sense. Oh yeah. shit, there's a ghost girl. They kind of find out about her and they're like, ah, I, w- I wonder what relevance she has to this because <laughs> she for. would be dead by now. And then they do indeed find out she was dead and they find out that she was fell down a well. She was murdered and was thrown down a well uh, uh, and then well. infected the videotape. The, the, Wednesdays, am I right? <laughs> the, the one thing that I think the film, both versions of met, the J- Japanese and American version, is that apparently uh what is what is the disease that we managed to like fully eradicate around the sort of 70s smallpox i think it was smallpox it was smallpox yeah, yeah it has to um be. we so, definitely eradicated smallpox at some point yeah so i think it was smallpox um basically on like the cusp of eradicating it entirely there's like this rural hospital in japan that had been like a smallpox or measles uh, yeah. facility or something like mm-hmm. that and it was like in the process of being converted into like a normal um, hospital hospital yeah. uh and she kind of goes there and apparently one of the doctors there had smallpox mm. and was like exhibiting some symptoms but because we had you know basically almost eradicated it everyone had the the vaccine the vaccine you don't need to censor the word vaccine <laughs> i couldn't think of the word vaccine. we're all pro vaccine um, <laughs> get vaccinated so he, because he had had the vaccine and everything like that he only really had like some light kind of yeah. like feverish symptoms you know an adult with a good immune system yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. um so she's like there i think visiting her like um paralyzed and like whatever father he's like mm-hmm. not you know compass menace essentially mm-hmm. uh and she's like sitting out you know it's an out, out in the mountains nice view she's just experiencing it and like he just this doctor rocks up and just starts talking to her and like apparently again this comes back to what we were talking about earlier or would not have been talked about yet but in the wicked city demon city episode um he describes being overcome with this like carnal desire for her okay which a couple people have described feeling towards her because apparently she's like supernatural or something like that Uh fuck knows um he has smallpox he rapes her and then kind of tries to kill her but doesn't succeed and then throws her down a well and so she like slowly dies at the bottom of the well but apparently she was because she is so supernatural and had smallpox she created a new supernatural evolution of smallpox that inhabits a vhs tape biohazard (laughs) resident (laughs) evil the fuck yeah i like i know things about the ring i did not know that and I would have never fucking guessed. I I think this may only come up in the second book, Spiral. You, get, uh. you guys can keep talking. By the way, I really need to go. Oh, to the okay. <laughs> um, Sorry to do this during the episode, no, 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 but no. like I had to. Uh, so, I and at the end of Ring, the mm-hmm. book, they they discover you know, oh she's been at the bottom of this well, yeah, blah blah yeah. blah. So they think you know, oh if we say if we exhume her remains mm-hmm. from there and give her like a proper burial, put her at peace or whatever, yeah. things will stop. No, they have to <laughs> pass the tape on to someone else. So they need to make oh. someone else watch it to then free themselves from the virus or cure themselves from the virus or whatever. Yeah. They do in the in the first book describe it as uh like a new virus. Yeah. Um 
And so, you know, they try to pass it on, blah, blah, blah. And then it's only in the second book, which is about like a coronary examiner. Mm-hmm. He d- he is a- examining the body of uh, the one of the main characters from the first book who mm-hmm. dies and like finds like a bit of skin that looks like it had smallpox on it. And so he mm-hmm. sends that to get examined. It turns out that some of the other bodies had the same thing. And so they start mm-hmm. examining it and then they find out it is indeed actually smallpox or like what you would have as a symptom of smallpox. And so then they find out you kind of put the pieces together as like yeah. a reader that oh okay she's like supernatural smallpox and then honestly anticlimactic i was a like little really bit. um the third book I thought we were past this well <laughs> the third book changes it up even further uh i haven't got to loop yet but loop apparently is basically the first two books happen in some sort of computer simulation and there's a virus on this person's computer mm. and i'm like look i know you want to continue on with the theme of viruses but let it go yeah <laughs> like it's not working anymore i don't want it <laughs> get rid of it <laughs> so safe to say loop hasn't really been adapted in any way fair yeah. understandable yeah <laughs> can't wait for some like student to be like this is it this is my moment <laughs> i'm back what i miss um just talked about the ring books <laughs> yeah i explained how sadako's spirit is like supernatural smallpox and then ah, i explained cool, cool. that like it, it helps that you have told me this before, yeah, yeah, so. yeah yeah did i did i explain how loop is like totally strange i think you did actually. yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. like it basically i haven't read it i mentioned that before i haven't got to loop yet i'm like halfway through spiral um and loop is basically that like everything happened inside like some simulation on the guy's computer and like the computer now has like a virus okay i think i might have i didn't you didn't explain that (laughs) to me (laughs) i would have remembered that yeah so you know that's um that's nice yeah that's neat and as i said to melina you can probably guess that loop has never been adapted yet what no I no. thought it was VR Troopers. They adapted one of the short stories from the short story collection, but not Loop, which, you know, makes sense. Yeah, fair. You know, sometimes there's just other stuff that needs adapting. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, what about this one? Yeah, what yeah. if we try this instead? Or, or... <laughs> it doesn't yeah. Stephen King let just anyone buy licenses to make his stuff for like a dollar so he hates like every adaptation yeah yeah that's ever been made of yeah. his. so he doesn't care anymore yeah yeah i read about maybe i'm mixing it up but there's some right i think stephen king who's like yeah pay me a dollar you have the royalties go make it whatever well shit this has nothing to do with like anime but like i love just to Adaptation go with, just to go with like the stephen king thing <laughs> i love that like he hates every adaptation that's been made of like his stuff but Every time he makes his own adaptations of like a stuff or yeah. like a TV special or whatever, it's always shit. Yeah, like there was a version of The Shining that was like a TV miniseries mm, yeah, sort of thing yeah. that I think he oversaw on mm-hmm. some level, and it's it's shit. Yeah, he always got shit taste. <laughs> yeah, and then there was fucking Maximum Overdrive. Oh, don't talk about Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> um, Happy Halloween. The thing with, ha- Halloween. with the thing with Stephen King books is that at some point all of them just start becoming the same thing yeah i mean the same setup they're all the stories from 50s-esque maine yeah some washed up writers now moved back to maine huh what could this possibly there's a lot of description of the towns in maine Maine. the sun is setting over maine (laughs) everything seems normal in maine i know so much more about maine from these fucking books and stories (laughs) than i do about anything 
from actual Maine. <laughs> yeah, I know more about Maine from Salem's the half of Salem's Lot that I read, and nothing about what Salem's Lot is actually about. <laughs> Maine. Maine. <laughs> Home of Stephen King, and that's about it. Every yeah. single Stephen King book I've tried to read, I've just given up on. That's fair. I, I haven't even tried. They so, they all fair. basically start mm-hmm. with half of the book being about this town. And the description just of the people in the town. Descriptive. Yeah, it's a it's, town like every other town mm-hmm. where we have the weather man. We had <laughs> the <It's> man. <laughs> small towns that are being slowly, you know, bypassed by city civilization. All that big corporations. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, being taken over by some. We have sort to make of a mall. Yeah. We must get the mall. Everybody knows mall. everybody. Yeah. You can always Hometown ask a neighbor for an egg. Yeah. <laughs> In Maine. In Maine. In Maine. <laughs> God. Let's blame the Maine on speed. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, went a little off track there. <laughs> anime. This is the anime this show. This is the anime show. Um, yeah, I got nothing else really in no. terms of that. I, I've been on a bit of a slump this year, really, outside of like watching stuff for the podcast. Yeah. Um, Work. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might actually put it down to all the video games I've been playing. Uh, I feel like that's probably more accurate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think we're just going to end this. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing else really I can I can bring up or yeah. talk about that isn't going to take. It was a good conversation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, spook month. <laughs> yeah. Spook month. We got some spooks in there at the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, check out One Piece on Netflix. I don't think yeah. you need me to tell you that, but no. Um, I also, probably will. Yeah. Also check I out won't. <laughs> Armored Core Six. You probably will. You don't have a way to play it. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um. I'd actually love to see you try and play the game, like knowing how difficult it is. Well, that would be an interesting experience. No, I'll tell you what happens. I'll try it for five minutes and then stop. Yeah, probably. Yeah, sounds like me. The first mission immediately has a boss fight that's like there to weed out the people who just aren't gonna even try. Oh my god, that's me. <laughs> oh shit, that me. <laughs> um. So yeah, thank you for listening to this. There'll be stuff on screen. You can go down into the comments and let us know what you think. You can subscribe, do whatever. Um, And yeah, we'll see you next week with the Halloween special. (gasps) How exciting. Not next week, in two weeks. Two weeks. Same difference. Whatever. Whatever. Bye. Bye. Bye.